Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Kill Your Radio podcast. I am Fanboy Will, and along with ZombieBot, my faithful co-host, I would like to welcome you once again to the show. Uh, today is kind of a somber day here at the Kill Your Radio podcast because we are actually paying our respects to two very big legends in the world of music. Uh, today we are going to be talking about the passing of none other than Tom Verlaine from the group Television and of course Trugoy from De La Soul. Uh, two very big groups uh, in our lives personally, uh, in the world of music as a whole. And uh, hey, uh, we just need to talk about these guys because uh, they left quite a mark. Uh, besides that today, we are going to be uh, talking about some new releases and reissues on the way. From the likes of Knapsack, New Day Rising, Hourglass, Envy, Moss Icon, American Nightmare, Zulu, Quicksand, and Scowl. We'll also be paying our respects to two other legends who have uh, passed away recently. And of course, I'm talking about wrestling legend Jerry Jarrett and rock and roll legend Jeff Beck. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today, so let's get to it, everybody. Hey, yo, this is Pat. What's up? This is Jesse. And Deerte. And, and we, we are Spam Caller. And you are listening to the Kill Your Radio podcast with Fanboy Will and Zombie Bye. Hey, 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 everybody. Uh, you have joined us for another episode of the Kill Your Radio podcast. I am Fanboy Will. And I am Zombie Bite. How are you? Oh, man, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, we're back today, but we're doing things a little bit differently. Uh, we've ditched the music. Uh, but this time around, we have got so much news to talk about that uh, I don't think there was any room for music on the show here today. There wasn't, so we just have... All the Huey Lewis and the news that you need. <laughs> we got all the Huey Lewis and the news and the, uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything smart, so I'm, I'm not going to. You know? <laughs> I failed. I had a brain fart there. Speaking about that, uh, Will has been doing a lot of ceramics lately, and uh, he's going to have his own brand uh, called uh, I Need a New Mug. <laughs> Jesus Christ, really? <laughs> I need a new mug. One that won't spill my drink. <laughs> One that won't burn my lips too bad. I'll turn them pink. I need a new <laughs> mug. <laughs> All right, that was really stupid. But anyway, uh, we've got we've got a bunch of uh, a bunch of new music, Adam. Uh, you made. One hell of a new list, and this is actually just like a, a small amount of uh, what's coming out. But yeah. uh, Adam reached into his grab bag of all the uh, all the things that are coming out, and he kind of uh, came up with this master master list here. Uh, so you want to start it off, Adam, with what we've got on oh. the way for all the good uh, people? Actually, some of these are already out, okay. um, just so everyone knows. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, we're cool with that. It could be things that have been out for like what, like a month already, or. Yeah, yeah, these ones were out for about a month now, but, um, you know. But sometimes, the thing is that so much stuff comes out that it becomes overwhelming that things slip through the cracks, so this is just a good way to kind of remind everybody. It's true. What's so going on? It all starts on. off with, the, with some, you know, the Knapsack reissues, you know, the there you go. There three albums, actually. All three of them have been reissued on Spartan. 
Um, a lot of these ones I pre-ordered before uh, being laid off. So it's kind of like I was able to get all these colors. And now I'm like, oh, man, I could use that money. Now that your money's been cut off, shit got real. Shit got real, you know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, Real World with Eric Nice. Word. I got some words, though. Fuck that place. We're not going to say who, but fuck them. Yeah, then what about uh, what about Heather B? She was Real World Season 1, right? Oh, hell yeah, man. Then, that was it. That was the that was the cast. You got Eric. And, who was the dude? Who was the dude with the long hair? Andre was that Andre? Who's Andre? The one who had his like Andre. alternative band. Yeah, uh, he looked like he'd be friends with Tom. He does. Yeah. And then you know, season two had uh, the cowboy guy. Yeah, the cowboy guy with the mullet and the blonde hair. I remember him. And, uh, True story. And then there was was it uh, the Irish guy? Was that the one Dominic? Oh God, I barely wasn't he like the poet kind of weird. I'm a poet. Season three, that was the one with Rachel, Pedro yes. Puck, Pedro Puck. Yeah. Um, let's see, Judd. Yeah, yeah. And Amy, I think her name was Amy. The one that I Judd. can't remember what season I stopped caring. Those were the good ones. And then those were the Judd. good ones. That's when I was actually like super into the show. Yeah, and then Judd. And then I was just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Judd ended up marrying. I think her name was Amy. She was a doctor. Uh, remember when I tried out for the real world? That's right. Yeah, you actually would have been a good pick in my eyes. I would have been like, we don't have anybody that kind of like, you know, represents that part of of culture. They didn't have anyone. I mean, the closest they had was Neil, the British guy whose girlfriend gave him like a cow's tongue in a box. And he was in the like kind of like noise industrial band. You would have been you would have been good because the thing with the real world is nothing but like drinking and people fighting when they're drunk. Yeah, then there's the So uh, you would have been a good like, you know, alternative like you would have been like you would have been the one that had to control everybody because everybody yeah. would have been all fucked up and drunk in the house and you'd be like, "Come on, guys. This is why you should drink." Yeah, then you <laughs> would want me to be the rebel because the way I look and then like, "Well, he's really just laid back and normal." <laughs> I'd be in the corner peeing on the plants. <laughs> and then it's just like he just keeps making up people's names and talking about them. Like, what are these nonsense songs he keeps singing about? About tomatoes and goats and... He's talking about a silo. What? What, who, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> the other day he called me Jabubu. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> just be like, oh, it's the world's... It's the uh, first representation of uh, extreme ADHD on television. <laughs> exactly. You're going to represent uh, the straight-edge hardcore community and severe ADHD. If those of you cannot pick it up, I have it. <laughs> We're all fucked up. Between the two of us together, I think we have every fucking mental issue known to man. Between we the two really of us. do it. You know, we have proof. I have. This is how bad my ADD is. Uh, you know, when I had it, you know, checked out by a team of therapists. They're like, oh man, we're done with him. <laughs> it's like... They wrote a file, and I have not had the attention to read it, and it's been like almost 20 years. <laughs> It's like seven pages long of like in-depth notes about your condition. You're like, fuck it, man. I don't got the patience. Oh, dude, dude. I can't, I can't do it. He just points at shit and laughs. <laughs> Nothing. He, he waves to walls. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, uh, this is my co-host, ladies and gentlemen. This is the man yeah. I do a show with. Uh, but so, yeah. uh, what else we got, Adam, on the big list? So, yeah, no, the uh, the Knapsack ones, you know, the first three albums, uh, those are out now on Spartan Records. Um, a couple places have their own variants uh revelation does brooklyn vegan slash revolver um believe there's a few more out there um but yeah those are that is out right now uh you want to take the new day rising 
Sure. Yeah, man. Uh, up next, we've got something uh, something new uh, brewing from our buddies, friends of the show, New Day Rising. Uh, they've got Memoirs of Cynicism. And uh, you could pick that up on uh, also a, an amazing label, Zegma Beach. Uh, they've been putting out a little bit of everything lately. Great label, so uh, help them out by picking it up on Zegma Beach. You can also get that at Protagonist Music and uh, Death Witch. It's yeah. a, uh, it looks like a kind of a split between the two uh, companies there. Yeah, it's just kind of a split with all of them. Uh, you know, this is an older album, finally seeing the light of day on Venal. Um, it is, you know, again, you know, it's just to show some love to Dave, um, all the good goodies coming out. Um, you know, there, there's some more things brewing on the underbelly of over there, a new spread the disease seems to be coming out. Um but yeah, you can pick this up now. There's two different variants. I'm not Dave is sure. a busy guy, man. He is always putting shit out. Always. 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 If it's not, you know, he's also an artist who's also very good. And if he's not putting out artwork, he's putting out his music. And he's in how many bands now? Oh, like fifteen. You he's know? in so many bands. He is, you know, kind of like the Steve Albini of yeah. where he's just does so much or the Mike Patton, you know what I mean? Of uh Right. So much. If somebody comes to him with a band, he's like, I'll join. He'll do it, and he just does his own <laughs> it. But, you know, he even has kind of an electronic project now. And yep. He's doing a little bit of everything, which is awesome. Coming from a hardcore person's, you know, perspectives, and it's, it's uh-huh. really, really good. Um, but you can pick that up now. I'm not sure which variants are still available under each, but pick it up. We will put, um, you know, we will tag all the... We will definitely uh, include... Uh, all of these releases in text format when we uh, release the episode. You'll see that in the show notes when we throw it up on the gram. We'll have all the uh, all the links to the records, to the artists, all that good stuff. So you won't have to travel far to get the uh, the information. You're just hearing it out of our lovely mouths here for uh, it's first, true. and then. You and you'll know. be able to uh, get all the uh, the nitty gritty uh, details. Uh, speaking of a friend of the show, we have another friend of the show, Hourglass. Uh, yeah. Speaking of that, you know they also had a split with New Day Rising, which is why I put them next yes. to each other. But uh, this is actually a brand new record, brand new record, new recording. Which I always love because like these are bands that haven't made anything in in years. Twenty a years. Lot of these bands. Sorry about that, Debbie. Yeah, these are bands. This is what you know. The Hourglass is new. New Day Rising one is not new, but the Hourglass is brand new, um, and you know, kind of an updated sound. It's still really good hardcore. Um, it's called Atomic Clock. It's on Council Records. Um, you can pick this up from Bandcamp, and I've seen it on Revelation. Um, I believe Deathwish now has it as well. Uh, but yeah, another. You know, friend of the show, pick this up because this band is back. If you're ever in the Buffalo area, they do play shows out there. I'm hoping they kind of start traveling, but they all have, you know, day jobs now because adulthood. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you're in the Buffalo area, check them out. And if you like what you hear, you know, or you want to hear something new for you, definitely pick that up again. You can get that from Council Records. Uh. Bandcamp, Revelation, and I do believe Deathwish. All right, Will, you get you get Envy. After that, uh, we've got a new one from Envy. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Is it Say May or Say Say My or Say My? It's S E I M E I. I believe it's pronounced Say May, and that's on Temporary Resistance Records. 
in that and that one comes out on uh see uh three three so march 3rd next month yeah uh coming up uh i don't really have any further information than that other than that's the uh release date adam do you know any of the nitty-gritty on that Um, uh... that is a new it's a 10 inch i believe um okay there you go you know more than i do i do um Everyone does envy of just being legend in the Japanese kind of post-hardcore scene. Basically, every new release that they come out, unlike most bands, where it's kind of like, oh, they're getting weak, man. They get better. Yeah. And it's just right. one of those things where it's just kind of, I can't even explain it. I only got to see them once. And I was wa- I don't remember what it was. Somewhere in New York where they had balcony seats, and I was just watching with my mouth open, like, what the fuck? Damn, that's awesome. I mean, it's not very often you get to see a Japanese band, so. True. Okay, I'm going to have to stop Debbie. Debbie. <laughs> Hold on, everybody. Uh, Adam's cat is currently wreaking havoc by going up on his uh, stack of collectibles in the background, so. She's go. either going to uh, break something valuable or uh, scratch up some records, so Adam is now uh, currently dealing with that situation. I had to kick her out of the room. I'm sorry, honey. Sorry, buddy. Uh, she could come back later. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but uh, after that, we got so, um, some new stuff from Moss Icon. We do. Not a new one. It's actually just a reissue of their album. Um, and that also is going to be on Temporary Resistance, uh, March 31st. Another uh, March release. You know, again, Moss Icon, extremely influential, you know, on the whole, I guess, emotive hardcore scene, you know. Don't really want to say screamo as much. They're more a little more emotive, less screams, more kind of just emotion in it. Um, you know, Legends of the Scene finally coming out again because this one hasn't been re- you know issued in a long time. Um, but that should be coming out on the 31st. And again, Temporary Resistance, you should be seeing this and the Envy in a few different distros. Temporary, temporary Resistance are good at the distros you know they're good at getting it out there um but then gotta love a good distro good good distros make it happen that's for sure it really do american nightmare this one is all over the place um so many um different variants with this one it's hard to keep it in intact you know but they have a new album or a 10 inch coming out on june another 10 inch um called uh, dedicated to the next world it's on heartworm records um but then there's variants out there that one they had like three different variants that are just exclusive to them i believe death wish bridge nine revelation brooklyn vegan slash revolver uh speedwax out in the uk they all have their own variants uh good luck getting all these variants if you are an american nightmare order um you know and They've definitely got, you know, their sounds a little more mature these days. It's not as kind of in-your-face 90s hardcore. They've mellowed a little bit, kind of more, uh, not commercial. It's not bad at all. It's just strange. It is their own sound. I like it a lot. Um, you know, it kind of has a little bit of a dark wave feel to it, too, mixed in. Um, could be because of Cold Cave kind of being the main focus for Wes, but kind of like hardcore meets that and it's awesome i like it you know and here's one that we're both very excited for now oh man uh adam and i as you probably know if you've been listening to the show we talk a lot about these guys and of course we are talking about zulu uh they have a new release coming out 
called A New Tomorrow. That is going to be an LP, of course, on good old Flat Spot Records. Uh, you can also get that one on Revelation, Brooklyn Vegan, and Revolver. They're all going to have their own variants, and that is going to be out on uh, as well, uh, March 3rd as well. Yes. So apparently March 3rd is a big release day. So uh, if you're into hardcore, you're into punk, all that stuff, head on down to your local record shop uh, on the 3rd. There should be some great new releases, these included. It's true. And uh, if you're into the month of March, you're going to like all those. And you're going to like a reissue of a quicksand record called Quick. Uh, Segway! Segway. If you're a fan of March, buy records. It's a good month. Yeah, so that's what it looks like. You know, there's people doing stuff in the, in the month of March. You know, people... Mm-hmm. Definitely go to work in the month of March. Um, they are chopping vegetables in the month of March. I have no idea what I'm talking about in the month. You know of what March. else they're doing in the month of March? Getting ready for my birthday in the month of April. They That's really why are. they're getting everything out of the way because they know that my birthday's coming and we have big celebration Your in April. For my birthday day off of a very bad person. <laughs> yes, it is, and uh, I also uh, uh, turned about 700 this this uh, upcoming month in April. So in can't the- wait for that. Yeah, so you're gonna watch the 700 Club on your birthday? <laughs> My body has already gone to utter shit, so I can't wait. Cannot wait. <laughs> it's a good one, but uh, you know the Quicksand record. Um, that's on Iodine Recordings. That is out March 31st. Um, Revelation has its own variant. Brooklyn Vegan slash Revolver. They have their own. Um, I believe the Rev one sold out. I am not sure about everyone else now. I just kind of saw it earlier. Um, there's a new. Gym. That's kind of the good thing about dealing with you know when you're doing a release, especially if it's a release that you think is going to do fairly well to release it on different kind of labels because each label will be willing to work with you on doing variants. So you could you know, oh, I know. work with this company and they'll do okay. We could do marble for you, and then you work with this. Okay, we could do screen print if you want. You know what yeah. I mean? Each sometimes certain labels have abilities that other labels don't. So that's the cool thing about dealing with multiple labels. It's true. Actually, you just reminded oh, me um, about um, with Knapsack um, limited to one record store in New York on the LES. They oh, have shit. limited cover. I am not sure if it's sold out. Oh, that's cool. But they have that's their a cool own... gimmick. I dig it. Yeah, they're just doing their own cover. I, I got one thing from them a while ago. You know, for the new gospel they did their own cover that's that's funny that's really as far as records are concerned that's not really a gimmick that they do very often yeah it's more it's more the vinyl itself it's not you know usually the sleeve which if you think about like comic books for example it's all about the variant covers now that's like the big gimmick in the comic industry now is you know it's it's spider-man you know 805 but it's also got 16 different covers for 805 so and that's what people are jumping up on now. But yeah, right. they have their own. You know, they're kind of. That's pretty cool. Like I, I know, like Newberry Comics, they have their own yep. variants. A lot of time, usually yep. colors. You know, not as much as the cover. They should but... do more of that. I like that gimmick. I think that's cool because one, uh, you know, being an artist, you can get more of us involved. You can have different. You know, you can have different artist variants for the covers. Yeah, which and which is cool. Easier to do too because it's less at the press. Exactly. Well, that is right. it's just a. You know, the slip You can print it on a piece of cardboard, not a, now, all not that a big deal. Silk screen it, you know, you can make two right. of them. Or up. if you want to get fancy, you do the silk screen, right? Or, uh, you know, spray paint or whatever, but there's that. Yep. Um, the next one, this is a biggie. Um, Last but not least. Gal, Psychic Dance Routine. 
Another uh, band that uh, we do a, a lot of jabbering about on this show. But uh, yeah, new one coming out uh, in my birth month in April. 4-7. Uh, yeah. We got some exclusive uh, uh, variants available on Revolver. Brooklyn Vegan, Rough Trade, Death Wish, Rev HQ, and Evil Greed slash Tour getting in on the action as well. Yeah, uh, Adam, do you know any of the uh, uh, deets as far as colors, or is there going to be anything? Sure, do I believe there's fanciful going on with the with the different? We all know that you know when they when they put out this is going to be a huge release because you know, Scal is obviously giant right now. But I have um, the color variants, but them and Zulu yeah. written out actually the only ones. So right. because it's starting this list, I'm like. It was taking like twenty minutes each. I'm like, okay, it's too much work. I mean, it's not you know. Obviously, if the good people want to yeah. really get their hands, they're going to do the research. They're going to probably go out there and uh, so scowl. Second thirteen, the one new song we have. Their sounds changing a little bit, but they also kind of experiment. They kind of do pop right. songs and they throw in a bunch of hardcore mixed in. So we're definitely awaiting to see what their sounds. I'm not hating on people so. for doing that because yeah. uh, it always kind of that. keeps things fresh. So that's the good thing about that. It will sometimes, obviously, alienate certain fans. Uh, you know, fans that want you to basically do the same old song your entire career. They don't want you to. They don't want you to change. So we're one that. iota. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, if it helps you mature as an artist, I guess losing okay. a couple of your fans along the way is kind of the price you pay. But hey, you pick were up they them. really real fans in the first place? If you lose them because of that, exactly. Uh, that's the, that's the song, question. You know, I like it. I like the new song. Right. Um, it's growing on me more, but um, they are going to be huge. They will be in, like, Pitchfork will probably do his thing, and then, you know, Brooklyn Vegan will do their thing. But, yes, I actually have all the info for that, and then I'll go backtrack to the Zulu. Um, but, yeah, so, Flat Spot exclusives. There's a few of them sold out already, I know. Neon Green. I want to be surprised. A thousand, as of now, that is still available on Flat Spot. That's the only color. But Neon Green, out of a thousand, Flat Spot exclusive. Transparent dark blue and opaque red out of 300. How do you do transparent dark blue? That sounds complicated. I have no idea. And then opaque red. So I don't know how they're doing that. But yeah, out of 300, that's sold out. Uh, clear and purple split uh, out of 150. That's sold out on flat spot. That's the variant I got. Um, transparent red. Out of 2,000, that is still available on Brev and Deathwish. Ultra Clear, Dark Purple, Cloudy, out of 600. Um, Brooklyn Vegan, Revolver, Truff Trade, Rough Trade, <laughs> Truff Trade, Rough <laughs> Trade Exclusive, that's out of 600. That is still available. Um, and Opaque. Neon Magenta out of 950. That's going to be on Tor and Evil Greed website um, out of 950. And that's still available. So from what it looks like, the two flat spot ones, the 300 and the 150, those are out. Uh, Next is... I got a a quick question for you before you continue with the list. Are you one of those guys who... Will buy the record for your person. I know you're a guy who likes to buy multiple copies of the same record because of the different colors or whatever. Yeah. But are you the guy who prefers to buy the rarer one over other ones? Or will you just say, "Oh, I like the way this one looks, so I'll buy this one." I buy the rarest if it's you know if they only have enough one. I'm buying that, that doesn't one. really. I'm not really that guy. I I don't have to get the rare record. I'll basically just say, 
I really like that Aqua one. So I'll just buy that. You know what I mean? I don't Yeah. I don't have to get the one that's like the lesser pressed one. I mean, yeah, I know obviously in the future if you feel like, you know, wheeling and dealing and selling it off or whatever the case may be, you're going to get more money for it. Um, and it's also cool to know that you've got the more valuable one in your collection. It especially is. Especially if you're a collector. You know, I mean, I will get every variant down the line. I have ways of getting things. You know, right. most of them haven't sold out. You know, just the right. only one that sold out is the transparent dark blue, red, mm. opaque ones. That's the only one that sold out. And I'll get that in two seconds. That's easy. But then... Um, Next, actually, the only thing I'm missing from Scowl that is currently out is the uh, splatter vinyl of How Flowers Grow, like the very, the one that was exclusive to their site, because when that came out, I was, I believe, in the hospital. <laughs> when that yeah, came yeah, out, so something like that. I think it might have had an excuse uh, in that yeah, regard. I was able to get the orange and then every reissue after that, but uh, I did yeah. miss that one one, that one one. That one variant uh, kind of looks like bubblegum. It's kind of like that pink with splatter crap all over. I always love. I'm always a sucker for pink records. I don't know why. Um, but here, here's the pressing information for the Zulu. A new tomorrow okay. out on March third. Um, it is glow in the dark. And of course, I ordered all these because it came out right before I got let go. But so I got every variant coming to me. But uh, yes, this one is. Zulu, it is a glow in the dark out of 100 flat spot exclusive. Brown out of 200 flat spot exclusive. Those two are sold out as far as I know. I could be wrong. But I think I own any glow in the dark records. I might. I have a few. I have a Gorilla Biscuits. Um, marble, ultra clear, black. So it's kind of a mixture of the three out of 300. Flat spot and evil greed exclusive. Uh, transparent yellow out of 400 uh, Project M and Band exclusive um, purple out of 1000 odd Revel- that's, that's the revelation usually revelation gets the yellow but uh, that's out of 1000 and that's revelation death wish evil greed exclusive um, actually I believe everything you see that would be revelation exclusives if you are out in Europe or Germany Devarish Records will happen because they get most of the Revelation ones. So if you're a listener from Europe and Germany areas and things like that, like England, Germany, wherever, um, and, you know, getting stuff shipped from the States is too much, check out Devarish. Uh, they will have it. Uh, but those are all the records that I have. You know? Um, That's it, man. Uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of releases to speak about Uh but yeah, uh, unfortunately, we also have some news that isn't too great. Uh, we've had uh, uh, lately a lot of uh, uh, people uh, in the um, world of music have been unfortunately passing away. And uh, we lost two really big ones as, as, as far as uh, being influential on uh, what's cool about these guys is they're kind of influential kind of all over the map uh, in the worlds of music. Yeah, uh, we of course are talking about uh, none other than uh, Mr. Tom Verlaine uh, from super super influential group Television, and uh, of course uh, True Goy, uh, aka True Goy the Dove, uh, Dave uh, Plug Two from uh, De La Soul, uh, one of my favorite groups of all time, and to this day still you know one of my one of my favorite kind of go to groups, just in general, um, uh, has passed away. Uh, unfortunately, so 
we of course would like to talk a little bit about uh, these two gentlemen because they were obviously uh, you know big uh, as far as influences in the world of music and of course uh, in our lives individually uh, just in just as fans. Um, but I guess we'll start it off with uh, Mr. Uh, Trugoy. Uh, we're going to be talking about of course Trugoy from De La Soul. Like I said before, uh, a.k.a. Trugoy, the Dove, Plug 2, and uh, more recently, just kind of going by his first name, Dave. Uh, he I was born to David. Yeah. Never he, it's funny, it. though. It's yeah. funny, though. He, he kind of looked like a Dave. He, like, yeah. If he told me, oh, my name's Dave, I'd be like, all right, looks like, that's, a, that's a Dave. He looks like a Dave. Because, you know, you know, at least with, you know, hip-hop, kind of with uh, wrestlers, we have a wrestler to announce as well, but you mm -hmm. just know them as their name, like Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. He's right. Terry. You're yeah. like that's Hulk. That's not Terry. You know? Yeah, he was never Dave to me, and this is the big yeah. one. They were one of those ones, you know. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, obviously, I know out of the two of us, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm probably like the bigger hip hop head oh, yeah. uh, overall, but but, but Adam had always been a huge, huge De La fan. So this one has been, you know, has been especially uh, shocking and and sad to both of us. Uh, so. Obviously had to bring this one up uh, as soon as we had the ability to. But uh, like I was saying, uh, uh, Trugoy was born in 1968, September 21st, 1968, born by the name of David Jude Jolacor. Uh, and uh, a kind of a funny fact, uh, his family ended up moving from the city when he was really, really young. And they ended up moving to Long Island, where it's basically where he grew up. And uh, he started off living in East Massapequa, which is basically the town I'm in, just uh, just east of where I am. And then he ended up moving uh, eventually over to Amityville, Long Island, which is a huge hub for music, uh, especially in the hip-hop community and, uh, you know, a lot of other musical uh, communities as well. But uh, it is there that uh, in Amityville, of course, where he went to school and he ended up meeting a couple other guys, one of them named Calvin Mercer. Uh, you probably know him better by the name of Postanus or Plug One from De La Soul. And, of course, Vincent Mason Jr., a.k.a. Mace or Maceo or DJ Mace, also known as Plug Three. And uh, those are, of course, the three main members of De La Soul. And another person they just happened to meet uh, in their school days was a guy by the name of Paul Houston, a.k.a. Would you know who that is, Adam? Prince Paul. That's right. Prince Paul, who uh, was kind of uh, one of the main reasons they got together as a group, and uh, a man who, in his own right, uh, oh is a legend. <laughs> Super huge uh, producer uh, from all over the world. Of... College that every single person ever was on. I think you were on there probably, and you know, mm -hmm. like any person you could think of, they were all on that one. Whatever the fucking name it was called, the Prince Paul. That comp he had. The comp had that was in we were in college when it came out. It was I forget the exact name. It was something with thieves, and but like everybody was on that. Everybody, album. Yeah, you're right. I think but, uh, he weren't even born yet. They're on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean the, the the guy obviously went on to not only be you know uh, you know lifelong producer for for Daylaw, but he was also responsible for a lot of other super huge acts. One of them, just one of them, being a group that uh, Adam and I also love, the Gravediggers. Oh yeah. So. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot to thank uh, Prince Paul with, and only one of the things was, of course, uh, De La Soul, where he went on to this, uh, his production on that record, along with, you know, uh, you got uh, Maceo uh, doing the cuts and all that stuff, but, like, the sampling and everything was just, at the time, 
like the stuff that they were doing was so unheard of and so out there. It still is. Um, that, yeah, I mean, like, obviously at the time, like, the popular thing was just cutting up, like, James Brown records. You know, cutting up James Brown records, cutting up, uh, you know, uh, P-Funk records. Like, that's what was in style at the time. Because at the time, like, a lot of that, you know, the gangster stuff was popular. So it was all a lot of the same stuff. So, you know, when, when Prince Paul worked with De La, he, you know, he just was... You know, let's let's do something completely different. And then, of course, when they came out as MCs, they had a very kind of laid back, almost like they were telling stories. Like it wasn't like they were almost like they were like delivering like raps. To me, it was almost like they're telling like stories through the form of you know music and through you know their creativity and their and their styles were so different. You know the way mm-hmm. they delivered their vocals. So they obviously stood out from day one, and that's the reason that uh, their first record, Three Feet High and Rising, went on to be a huge success. And just, you know, it it broke barriers. It, you know, created all, even new genres of hip hop that, that never existed before this even, you know, yeah they were, before this record came out. They were like hippies, but hip hop. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, when they came out, like their thing was they pushed a lot of peace and love. And so, you know, they got kind of hit with that label, but they didn't really like that as much. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they had a lot of things that obviously were part of hippie culture, you know, as far as their message. On their albums and stuff, but they weren't right, right. Even in a but, band, you know, they they as, as a matter of fact, they hated that so much that De La Soul is Dead is basically a response to that. It was basically that was their second record. It's basically them saying, you know, you're calling us hippies and all that shit. But that's that's we're more than just that. We're more than just an image. You know what I mean? It was almost kind of them saying, "Hey, assholes!" That was just like a gimmick for the first record. That's not who we are. And that's what, you know, De La Soul is Dead is, was, was a response to. You've also got production on there from Prince Paul, who, you know, obviously... Again, that record to me is just as fucking good. I love De La Soul is Dead. Like, that... The production on that album, oof. Yeah. So fucking good. And what's even cooler is they have, like, a... Like, they kind of did a little bit in, in the first record, but it's almost like... Remember when we were kids and they had the read-along storybooks and records? Mm-hmm. They did that kind of same thing on uh, De La Soul is Dead, but obviously kind of incorporating their humor into it, like mixing it with that, with their silly kind of humor, which is another thing that De La doesn't enough get enough credit for. They had a really good sense of humor. They did. you know, And people don't talk about that enough. Obviously, they talk about how talented they were, which they were and still are, uh, the remaining members. But, you know, it's just they don't get enough credit for just being genuine, creative dudes in general. And... Uh, I can't say enough good things about De La Soul. I, I really can't. I mean, I have a kind of a funny story. Um, growing up, obviously, big hip-hop fan from back in the day. And I went I went over to Scotland. I was younger. This is maybe my third time being there. So I want to know when I get there, where are the good record stores? You know, from where... But where I was going to be going, where my grandmother lived, it's a very small town. So there aren't a lot of record stores nearby. So, you know, she said, oh, my grandmother said, there's 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 one in the town over that it's a pretty good store. And it just turns out that this store was the store that my father used to go to with his group when he was, you know, in a garage band back in Scotland. Uh, shout out to Murphy Music in uh, Bucky, Scotland. Nice. But uh, he would go there and he would listen to records. You know how they had the listening booths and yeah. all that back in the day? He would go there and he would listen to 45s and the listening booths. And they would also record records there too. So this was kind of like a full circle moment for me because I went into Murphy Music saying... Okay, this is supposed to be a big record store. What do you guys got? And he says, okay, young man, what are you into? And I said, well, I'm into rap. And, you know, in Scotland at the time, you know, more so in England, hip-hop was big. 
but it wasn't really that huge in Scotland. So he's like, oh, we have this small selection of, of wrap tapes, as they called it, over here. So I went over. I'm looking through it. You know, they had their usual crap. I was like, yeah, next, next. And then I saw the De La Soul Three Feet High's Rising cassette. And I, I had seen them on MTV. You know, I saw, you know, me, myself, and I, uh, the video on MTV. And I loved them. I was like, I got to get that record. And I hadn't really seen it by me anywhere. So here it was. It was sitting right in front of me in Scotland of all places. That's funny. So, yeah. So believe it or not, I, you know, I, I copped that tape like immediately. I was just like, boom, grabbed it. My God, the second I put that thing in my Walkman, I didn't stop. I listened to that thing. Holy shit. That, that tape put in work. I listened to that thing so much. But, uh, and what was even cooler about it is that it has this really cool, like mini comic inside. So if you open up the uh, the gatefold or the J card of the tape, it's got all the cool like you know little comic book art with De La Soul inside, which I really dug, uh, being an artist or whatever. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, so the rest is history. I was hooked. I was a you know a super fan from from there on. And uh, but you know obviously I wasn't the only one. Uh, De La Soul went on to be super influential all over the place. I actually have a pretty big following in the punk scene. Uh, I mean, you know, a lot of because you know they were different, so you know punks appreciate that. They were. I mean, so, they have, you know, they have ties. You know, they were friends sure. with a lot of people in that scene. Even you know, like, pretty sure they knew Curl Mags just from living around. Whatever wouldn't be know. wouldn't be surprised. But uh, that's awesome. You know, like that. But uh, their career, you know, it's been pretty prolific. Uh, since they started off with Three Feet High and Rising. Obviously, that was only the beginning of the ride. Uh, they went on to record nine albums to date. Uh, Three Feet High and Rising being probably their biggest seller and most successful record. Um, the others, unfortunately, not as successful, but uh, you know the follow-up effort, which is uh, De La Soul is Dead, uh, also considered a masterpiece by many, uh, myself included. Uh, but, you know, their first one is probably the most you know, well-acclaimed all around. Mm. Everyone talks about that record. And rightfully so. It's absolutely incredible. I'd say, in general, it's a masterpiece in this music. Um, you know, I, I don't just consider it a hip-hop record. I consider yeah. it just a masterful recording in general. Uh, but uh, also, uh, it didn't stop there. As, as well as the nine albums that they've recorded so far uh, over their recording career, you've also been nominated for six major awards. Uh, but they only managed to win one. And uh, strangely enough, uh, the only one they won was for Best Collaboration with Vocals. And uh, that one they won for their collaboration they did with Gorillaz. Remember that one? Oh, my God, yeah. Gorillaz. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know who else did a collab with Gorillaz? Del. Del, Del the Funky Homo Sapien went on to do Clint Eastwood with the Gorillaz. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. So they went on to do Feel Good, and uh, they won an award for that. And uh, that was way back in 2006. That really feels ago. like yesterday, but that was almost... It does. It's crazy. Ago. So, holy crap, we're old-ass motherfuckers. But um, but uh, you hear Dave on that. We know he does like to laugh. He goes, ha, 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 ha. Remember that one? You know. But uh, as, as, as well as being uh, super uh, influential on their own and in their own right, they were also part of a uh, super, super uh, famous and influential crew known as the Native Tongues family uh, that consisted of other legends like the Jungle Brothers, Moni Love, Queen Latifah, A Tribe Called Quest, Black Sheep, and a guy by the name of Chi Ali that a few of you uh, might have heard of. So, uh, yeah, not only were they uh, big big shots on their own, they were also part of the Native Tongue who are, you know, huge 
probably uh, they were probably the most successful out of all of them, next to Tribe and uh, uh, Jungle Brothers. Yeah. But uh, Latifa on her own, obviously more successful with the solo career and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, man, uh, not enough stuff can be said about uh, uh, how important these guys are, and and how sad it is that at uh, only at the age of fifty four years old that the man passed away. It's it's just so sad that you know you think about probably all the things that they had coming down the road that they could have done. And yeah, you know, uh, who knows if they're going to go on to record by, you know, with the two remaining members, I don't know. And there hasn't been any uh, news, but knowing them, I don't think they'd consider themselves De La Soul. No, they wouldn't just like, True going, I don't think just like BC boys. Cause yeah, that to me. Yeah. That, that would be, that's probably the way I would go with comparison. You know, it's not like a bass just, kind of a thing that right. anything bad about a bass or like an instrument. Right. Where they're like, okay, we could have somebody to play. Right. You, know, you could do that easily. But he was such an important component. Yeah, not when it's uh, of De La Soul. I can't picture them do a track without his voice in there somewhere. I, I just can't. Hip hop groups moved on. No, not that I can yeah. think of. They always just no. kind of stop. They do their own kind of thing if they need, but right, do a lot of speaking tours. But it's kind of like that is. You're 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 losing a family member with it. It's kind of like you know you don't get it. Yeah, man. I mean, like it's 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 become pretty evident how important this guy is because I mean, like people from all over the map have been doing dedications. You know, guys from like Big Daddy Kane all the way down to like Percy P. Like, you know, so you've got like you know old school all the way up to like hardcore dudes that are like you know guys that you think would never have even listened to De La have been coming out being like, yeah, man, like. Big loss, huge, you know, oh, yeah. huge fucking tattoos hit, from so. his face. Like I've seen a couple mm-hmm. of those posted. Like his face is straight up on someone's body, you know. And mm-hmm. so this is huge. They're wound. they're one of the big ones for me. They always will be. Um, so uh, I just I I couldn't believe it. I think that where I actually found out for the first time, um, I was on Instagram and uh, Big Daddy Kane, yeah, uh, had posted because I'm a follower of his on Instagram. I had posted something about. Uh, uh, rest in peace, Dove. And I'm like, okay, that can't be True Goy, because I know he goes by that. So I was like, no way. And then I read a little bit more, and I was like, holy shit, it's him. And then I was like, maybe it's a mistake. Maybe he got the wrong information, because that happens sometimes. Yeah. And then more and more things were popping up about it. And I was like, oh no, it happened, must have happened. But, uh, you know, I, I obviously, uh, you know, I don't want to get in people's business, but I had discovered, you know, doing my research that, I'm like, the guy must have not been that old. You know, 54 years old, how did he pass away? Was it an accident? What happened? But uh, he had apparently been battling congestive heart failure for uh, a number of years. No, I didn't know. Uh, An official cause of death had not been uh, announced yet. Uh, But uh, I'm assuming that it might be something to do with that. I'm not, you know, because as far as I know, he wasn't involved in anything bad. So I'm I'm not thinking it was anything shady or anything like that. So... But, uh, yeah, just it's either way, you know, no ma- even though it doesn't matter what it was, it's just very sad that uh, uh, he's no longer with us and we're not going to get any, uh, you know, great music from these guys, which is very, very sad. Um, unless, you know, unless they dig into, like, the archives and they come up with some deep, deep cuts that no one, you know, released or which which might happen. It does tend to happen. You know, guys like guys like Big L and people like that who have passed away who are, you know, really kind of prolific MCs. You know, obviously they're not here to record anymore, so they kind of go into their archives and they pull out stuff that they never, you know, released. So let's hope that uh, maybe there'll be some undiscovered De La Gems that they uh, uh, that they put out for the fans. Uh, yeah, kind of like all the uh, Biggie and Tupac that just keep coming yeah. out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're always finding something. Um, you know? 
but yeah, man. So uh, rest in peace, Trugoy. Uh, that's that's a big one, man. Um, Huge one. Um, another. But one. not only uh, not only did we have a loss in the world of hip hop, we also had a loss in the world of I would consider just uh, you know uh, music in art, general. Uh, art punk, art rock. Yeah, art punk, uh, post punk, and whatever you want to call it. You know, uh, new wave punk uh, stuff like that. Uh, but Tom Verlaine, uh, a member of a group you might have heard of called Television, uh, a group that if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't have alternative rock. You wouldn't have uh, any kind of that. We play on this show, right? Yeah. Exactly. A majority of the body of sh- of music that we play but, on the show know, wouldn't be. They were be on. around before Ramones. You know, they were playing. Yeah. CB's they would play CBs with them. And they and were stuff, playing Max. You know, places like that. Uh, Part of that um, big matinee crew, you had like you know Patty Smith and and Talking Heads and Blondie and an actual uh, person we know personally, John DeSalvo. Um, yes, yes, with uh, darts. Um, he's exactly tough darts. Tough darts, you know, and you know it's just one of those ones. Like he, they were buddies, like these those two. But holy crap, you know Tom Verlaine is just talk about super influential. Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to do this. Uh, the man passed away uh, back in January. Uh, but he was born on December 13th, 1949, passed away, like I said, January, January 28th, at the age of 73, so he had a fairly long life. He did. Um, for what I understand, I think he passed away with complications due to, uh, cancer. Yeah. I think it might have been a prostate cancer that he had been having issues with in the last few years. Um, but born Tom Joseph Miller. Uh, he was the frontman and guitarist for television, uh, like I said, uh, super influential. Uh, like we said, talking about post-punk, uh, you know, uh, art punk, uh, new wave, whatever you want to call it, uh, punk in general, uh, alternative rock, all these different uh, genres that basically... Basically, everything uh, influenced that, you know, Thurston Moore loves. Like, there, he... Right. I was going to say, there, if there's one group that so would not exist... It would be Sonic Youth. That's that's for damn sure. They were basically, I think, kind of like the reincarnation of that sound that television they were made big back in you know because you know obviously the thing with the thing with Verlaine is he was big time into the jazz thing and that's Thurston Moore as well. You know, like brought up like doing that kind of music and stuff and and obviously Verlaine came out his style when he played in television was very jazzy and stuff at the time, which was kind of strange. Um, so, you know, they, they hadn't really seen anything like that in that particular scene. Um, so that's one of the things that kind of made uh, him stand out and that band stand out at the time. But uh, uh, also, he was re- he was also in another band that uh, I know Adam has heard of, uh, a band by the name of the Neon Boys. I know. I... Who uh, just happened to feature another guy you might have heard of, a guy by the name of Richard Hell. Another, I, I saw Richard Hell on a train did you really? Yeah, I didn't say anything. It's just kind of like there's Richard Hell. What, what yeah, that's say? kind of like that's like a big shot. I'd be like super like intimidated. Oh my god, <laughs> Richard Hell! <laughs> well, be, I know, like that's well, that's intimidating. That's like wow, you know. But yeah. uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, uh, that was the uh, kind of the precursor to uh, television. Uh, they were together for a little while, but they didn't really seem to get their act together as far as you know getting the group as they wanted together as a whole. I think they were looking for like an extra guitarist at the time and they couldn't yeah. find it. So rather than just kind of go through the motions of, uh, you know, looking out and searching, they said, oh, let's just, you know, form a different band. Fuck it. So that's basically what happened. And television was formed. It's crazy um, about that era. How many 
like how quick music progressed in a small period of time. Hell yeah. Five years, like kind of, if you're thinking. And genres were formed. Not only that, genres were formed like instantly. (laughs) It was just like, bling, there you go, new genre music. In England, in in the amount of like five, six years, you had like Beatles, early Beatles doing the pop. And within a few years, you had the early metal. That yep. quick? That's how it was over here. With that's like, crazy. You know, yeah. A lot of people think, oh, it started so and so, but it, you know that kind of music had been forming for a while, for a long time. Around that time is when you would have like Velvet Underground over here. Mm-hmm. Sure, they were the first, one of the most influential of like the art mm-hmm. stuff, and then kind of right. noise and uh, television kind of took the reins from there. But really, it was right. just a few years, you know, after. I mean. Right. There's a bigger gap between Velvet. And Very Velvet. important. To, those years were like those years from like the '60s. You know, as far as as changing things, obviously rock and roll as a whole had started with the blues and all that stuff. So that goes yeah. back, you know, a long, long time. But and I'm sure you know, as far as shaping it to the modern sound that we know today and the modern genres that we listen to today, that stuff basically started in the '60s. Let's let's be honest. I yeah, mean. I mean, you know, without. You know, Tom, there wouldn't be the Strokes if we're trying to go for a band. I was going to say, if we're going to talk about bands that wouldn't have existed, one of those comes to mind. Definitely them. Uh, definitely Sonic Youth, for sure. Um, definitely. You know, groups that all came out of New York, coincidentally enough. So, Like Terry Gerald from the Magic Gondolier would not exist. <laughs> um, and I'm a little unprepared for another um, passing because it happened right in the beginning of this phone. I know. Uh, I know, like I said, it's just unfortunate that when these things happen, I mean, it's true what they say, people tend to pass in threes or yeah. twos that are, you know, influential people, and these are pretty big names, so... And there's one uh, I wanted to bring up real quick, just before a, yeah. a mind goes away, but this one, we were on the call, we were just about to hit record on this, right? and a message from a friend that a wrestler passed away, so I am definitely not prepared for this at all, I don't have notes since it... You could just, you could at least mention it. There's nothing yeah, wrong I want with to that. It, so I do apologize for not having notes because it happened again while on this phone call here. So it basically happened. At least I found out while on air. But uh, Jerry Jarrett, um, huge you know name in the Memphis wrestling scene, uh, promoter, Booker wrestler. Um, his mom was a promoter out there too. Um, Christine Jarrett, otherwise known as Teeny. Um, you get that name out of Christine Teen E, um, father a cute of nickname. Jeff Jarrett. Um, who Little is Jeff Jarrett. Everyone knows Jeff Jarrett. You know he was big in the WWE, WWF, mm-hmm. NWA, WCW, whatever you want to call them. You know Jerry kind of is most known for being the Memphis area, but him and Jerry Lawler, you know, would definitely were the biggest King. stars out there. Um, but this is a huge one in the world of wrestling, you know. I'm getting all this information. He was definitely in his 80s. I just don't know how old he was. Do you know what he passed away? Is it just natural causes, or you know? Have any yeah, it just seems like it's very new here. These things were just updated 17 minutes ago, or sorry, 27 minutes ago. Um, you know, let's see, promoter yeah, Continental, you know, in 77, right. died at the age of 80. Um, Let's just see, yeah. Well, you know, Dutch Mantel was very close with him as well. Uh, Zeb Coulter in the WWE and WWF. Um, they were friends. But uh, I'm not seeing any news on this yet of, like, what it was. It could just be age-related things. Ah. Oh, God. Esophageal cancer. 
Oh boy. That's I'm very scared that that's going to hit me. <laughs> yeah. My digestive issues and I hope I'm not wishing cancer on myself, but um this is a big one, you know. So I very much doubt you're going to wish cancer on yourself. No, you know. I mean <laughs> people have not on, you know. I, <laughs> not you on yourself. They've wished it on me. I have my enemies out there, but um this is a huge one for the world of wrestling, you know. And again, I do apologize, people, for not having any notes. It happened, I uh, found out. Another big name, just not uh, not in music, but just pop culture, and pop which culture. we cover on this show as well. So. We do do this. We do do. <laughs> do do. Ha ha, do do. We do this on the show, uh, but there's others, you know. We have uh, Jeff Beck. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I wanted to uh, just quickly mention Jeff Beck, but Jeff Beck, obviously, another super influential name in the, in the world of music, uh, a guy who started off in one of my favorite bands of all time, the Yardbirds, uh, you know, went on to do uh, big things on his own, obviously, uh, uh, a guy who, as, as far as being, you know, super influential guitar players, up there is probably one of the greatest of all time. Easily. Oh, he's up there uh, with so. the rest of the guitarists from Yardbirds. Yep, yep. Clapton, yep. Uh, Jimmy Page. James Patrick Page, so. um, you know, he's definitely up there, but damn, his guitar work. This one, you know, hit my brother. I'm sure your dad was like, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my brother is more so a Jeff Beck your guy. But, was. Uh, but my, who, my dad's more of a Clapton guy than a Jeff Beck Who does your brother guy. hate? A few people. No. Cheap Trick. He hates Cheap Trick? He hates Cheap Trick. I like their power pop stuff, their early stuff. Yeah, they're all right. They, I don't bother me. Some of the cheesy 80s stuff. He hates the guitars. Too. That's what it was. I like, yeah, the, the stupid hat. <laughs> <laughs> my brother gets mad over he's like me gets mad over stupid shit but, you know uh and you know we have a lot of stuff going on here with these passings you know um but uh let's uh actually i wanted to if i could uh get back to uh tom verlaine uh i wanted to talk a little bit more about uh television in general uh they if you're if you're wondering kind of about the their career path um, they started off kind of gigging pretty hard at uh, CBGB's, and that went on to them, uh, you know, I think they were recorded a 7-inch first. The 7-inch was uh, kind of obscure, not really easy to obtain, but the one album that kind of set them over the top is they went on to record Marquee Moon, and that was in 1977. That album, to this day, is considered a huge classic and like a masterpiece. And, oh, it's right behind me. I love that record. You know, alternate, uh, you know, alternative music. Uh, post-punk, all those genres I just mentioned. But uh, that was recorded in 77. They quickly followed it up in 1978 with the not-as-successful but as-good Adventure. Uh, both of these albums were considered at-the-time hits, quote-unquote, uh, whatever that meant for the time. And both of them were on Electra Records. So uh, both Electra Record recordings. And uh, like I said, uh, the funny thing is, they recorded these two albums back-to-back, 77 78, and literally broke up after the second record that was it they were just like we're done that's it and that was the end i believe i could be wrong but i remember seeing this once i believe they played fit basement around that you're kidding me really yeah i think they played there not the same show but i know misfits did but i think i saw some Mm. of that well again it's the new york area so it wouldn't you know it wouldn't uh, surprise me but uh yeah just incredible how some of these bands that makes such a huge fucking impact, release like a couple of records and they're done. That's the end of it. You never, which I think kind of adds to the mystique and adds to the, the interest in the band because a band that was so, you know, uh, influential and so great. How could they only put out two records and then just fuck off forever? Like it, sometimes you know it what I mean? It, that it, way. Cause they don't get stale. There's not like, that's the thing not where you're like, okay, a band goes out to turn out, 
30 something records or whatever like how many of those are good stones let's say you know i love early yeah stones. how many of those are good i mean you're the guy you hate everything after like the late 60s my brother loves that like 70s 80s stuff is mine tattoo you and all that like he loves all that stuff like you hate it yeah i like the 60s stuff you know but they're one of those yeah. bands who just and they're still doing it you know like Ozzy still putting out music, things like that. Exactly. I mean, these bands. Well, he's done now, no more. But he's done. He's done. No more touring. But um, yeah. He's a really good head of hair, by the way. Ozzy, yeah, man, still for, still, for his age, of, you know, for his age, full head of hair, full head full. of long hair, and it's healthy. It is healthy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. He is brought to you by keratin. Um, <laughs> I, brought to you by Maybelline. Yeah, but he has a different. The Maybelline, no, Maybelline makes. They don't make shampoo. They make makeup, don't they? I believe, but his hair. Well, he Ozzy wears makeup too. He might use. Uh, he might wear he Maybelline might. eyeliner. He wears eyeliner. But his hair definitely looks soft, you know. But um, I think he uses Prell. Uses the Prell, <laughs> you know. I don't even think Prell exists anymore. He uses, you know, I don't know. He's a good head of hair, but um, still, but yeah, I like that television. Didn't overdo it, you know. Some of these bands kind of stay too long, and they were so quick with it, which makes it yeah better in my sense, you know, like. Still, Ramones, I love all the stuff, but it wasn't like hundreds of sounds in the Ramones. You know, it's kind of like the Ramones sound. Right. And we have heard one, as they say, it's like ACDC. You've heard one song, you've heard the Motorhead. Moment, you they know, all, and more all or less, yeah, they all sound the same. Doing this, but I think television were more about the art where, right. you know, they were like. Because they were in that scene at the time. There was All of the arts had come together in that scene at the time. Oh, yeah. Movie making, there was punk filmmakers, there was punk artists. It was, there was punk musicians. All that stuff was part of the scene. Period. I mean, Wall punk Wall was, was the whole scene. Punk wasn't just one thing. It wasn't just music. It was yeah, everything. It, it was attitude. It was the way you lived your life. That was all, you know, part of it. Like that is not just the music. That's what people think punk is. It's a bunch of people with mohawks jumping around. And it's not. They, they don't. It's not. It's more than when that. You think of it. Television and Ramones, same era, sound one hundred percent different. Blondie yes. sounds completely different. Yep. Talking Heads, very, very different. Very different. Uh, tough Darts, The Shirts. Closer to, closer to television, I'd say, than Uh-oh, the other yeah. bands. Yeah. The, the Shirts, things like that. You know, like these bands yeah. all sounded like different scenes. But then, you know, you had Andy Warhol over there. You know, yep. uh, DeSalvo went to the factory. Basquiat, all those guys, you know, like at the time that was, yeah. you know, that, that all that, that whole movement. Punk filmmakers who were making, you know, what was called like no wave cinema and punk cinema. Uh, at yeah. the time was it was all tied together so was, I, I would have loved to like take a time machine back you yeah i've been of age at that time because a lot of my heroes are you know are from that time and it's you know it, it's just kind of like to think how crazy and 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 i don't know how people you know like the salvo people that were like in and around that scene at the time if they really kind of i think they do kind of really appreciated what they came oh. from because that's that was a big time to be yeah, you no, know, part of, of that scene. But, like, so. it's crazy. He knew Warhol, this album. I'm sure he did. Yeah, I'm sure he did. All those guys, they all hung around the same circles. And to him, it's just so, like, uh, oh, yeah, I was hanging out with Andy. And yeah, him. yeah. Oh, you're talking about Andy. Yeah, like, yeah, Andy. I knew Andy. <laughs> like, you know, oh, Drew? Shit. Like, Yeah, Drew, I know yeah. him all, you know, like. To him, it's just yeah. whatever. It's just to us. Like if we, he know, was a guy that was in the same club I was in every once in a while. You know, like yeah, okay. it's not a big deal. But to us, it's like what yeah. you know. But it's kind of exactly. like us knowing somebody who's in a hardcore band. It's like oh yeah, that's my buddy. Right. You know, my buddy Matt. You right. know, but like whatever. But people are like Wh- who knows? Maybe in twenty years and thirty years, we're going to be old men, and and you know, people are asking men. us, "What was it like to be at a Dead Earth Crisis show?" Like, yeah, I don't know. Like it, holy shit, <laughs> we know people from you know exactly gospel. Yeah. 
Yeah. Cool and what? Big deal. I had him on my show. You had a show where you talked to him? Holy shit, but that's, you know, us with, like, the salvo with that stuff. But to him, it's just kind of like his friend, so it's... Right. When his head, he doesn't... Know. No big deal kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, like that was like Bleaker Bob, too. He knew everybody. Yeah, he knew everybody. So to them, it's not... It's just like, oh, yeah, Tommy. Eh, whatever. You know, but to us, we're like, yeah. Tom Berlain, dude. What the fuck? That's a big name. He's like, yeah. I guess. Whatever. That's us. You know, like... not. They always say, like, you say, yeah, you know, it was a regular guy. Like, you know, it's the regular guy. Like, what's what they are. Oh, I mean, we God. put a lot of kind of... We we put them on, like, these god pedestals. Yeah, you know, but... Where, you know, it's almost like they're not even human beings. Like they have these abilities. I mean, I mean, they're super talented individuals. But hey, they die just like we do. You know, yeah. they they get diseases just like we do, and you know, and you know, and uh, they're crazy. normal people. We just put them on these pedestals that they're you know more than what they are. Yeah, I mean, because they're what they what they offer us is so important to us. And it was that a, yeah, it was a route a good decade plus before we like you know i was being born when exactly we were both very i was you know i was born in 75 adam was born two years later but yeah so it's like kind of like you know i was being born at that time you were i obviously wasn't listening to like uh, cbgb caliber punk at my age you know you know at, born, at that age will was <laughs> hitting the turntables and just <laughs> it up in the bronx uh at these parties people like who is this <laughs> like who's this little baby who's this little white baby he was like, is he scratching that record with his little baby dick? <laughs> like cutting and scratching has to be an event. Yeah, he's like, check this out. Look at his little pecker. Look at it go. <laughs> little thing. Oh my god. Why is it so big? It's a, it's a little <laughs> baby carrot. <laughs> Why is it thirteen inches? Remember that HBO show, The Get Down. Yes. It's like, but according to them, in the 70s, there was straight up full on hip hop where they're having the parties, the same kind of scratching and... They're playing like, when I, when I, like I have big jokes about it, like, cause they, that thing with that show is they got a lot of stuff wrong. Yeah. So like, I was fun, I was like funny if they were like, they were like at like a, like a park jam or whatever. And you heard like DMX in a car as the car drove by. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oops. But they had Herc in it, like some guy playing Herc. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they're doing that stuff. According to that show, it's 77. They are already past the hoo-ha. Yeah, no. They're already up to battle rap at that yeah. time. It's kind of like, dude, no, that was hoo-ha era. Yep. Just saying. And they're like, no, man. <laughs> and they got mad because they're doing, like, the, the disco and uh, stuff. I'm like, yeah, that show got it wrong. But it was still a fun show. But, yeah, they got so much stuff wrong. Kind of like Summer of Sam, how they got the punk stuff wrong. Yeah, well, you know, the thing with that is you can kind of get away with it in that regard because you're not really paying attention to that with that movie. You're that, paying more no, attention yeah. to The ghetto got so much shit wrong in hip-hop, and that wasn't even my scene. And I was like, well, that's wrong. You know, like, they're rocking Jordan. They're like, he's not even playing yet. What are you... <laughs> Come on now. You know, oh, but... Uh, these are all big names, man. You know, we gotta... Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing with... Another thing with Tom is that, uh, you know, obviously we were talking about the, you know, television was long lived. It was only, you know, the two albums, whatever, the seven inch. But uh, he went on to have a pretty, uh, pretty long solo career, too. Uh, a lot, yeah. not, a, not a lot of people talk about that, but he was doing his thing for what he's uh, on record here as having 10 solo albums. So uh, 
obviously did his fair share of uh, doing that kind of stuff too. He went on to collaborate uh, with people like Patty Smith, who actually, uh, uh, you know, a person he used to play CBs with all the time. Also, a woman who ended up becoming his girlfriend for uh, on and off over the years. So he he worked with her on, on, on a bunch of different projects. Also, people like James Eha of uh, Smashing Pumpkins. He collaborated mm-hmm. with him. Uh, Jeff Buckley, wow. uh, another big name. I didn't know about the Buckley one. Yeah. And uh, he was also part of a super group called the Million Dollar Bashers. Uh, that was a group that uh, mentioned uh, a group we brought up before, the guitarist Lee Ronaldo and Steve Shelley, both of Sonic Youth, and also uh, Nels Klein from Wilco, if any Wilco fans out there. Uh, Tony Garnier of uh, Bob Dylan fame. Uh, he played with Bob Dylan on and off over the years. Speaking and of uh, a couple Dylan, other music. Real yeah. quick. Um yeah, I'm wondering how Michael's doing. You remember Mike, the one who would come into Bob's all the time? He would just kind Michael. of like talk. Refresh my memory. And he would like put like flyers inside records and just kind of mumble. There was a lot of guys who would just kind of like fade in and out and they would Michael like. Michael Mann, he was. Kind of like shop regulars, you know what I mean? Yeah, he was one of those people who was like there with Bob Dylan writing music back in the day. Oh, really? Bob, Bob kind of takes care of him, but he's basically, you know can't really fit into society anymore probably he did so much drugs in the 60s yeah it could be that or it could be you know he could be have maybe an underlying mental issues probably or, once in a and while it probably got made worse by the drugs kind of if you saw him you would know him kind of like a thin mm-hmm. older man white hair and he would just kind of like is he still around i have no idea i haven't seen him since you know at least 10 years but he would come into Boston yeah, and, ah. <laughs> and he would just kind of like like billy madison kind of messed up right and he would just kind of like put a flyer inside like jazz records that's basically as far as he got right that section but he was also friendly with um tom verlaine right he back he actually knew both of them wow but anyway but uh yeah so you know the man went on to have one hell of a career uh you know not just ending because i didn't want it i wanted to follow it up with that because i didn't want it to you know sound like you know that was it he just did television and that was the end of it no he no. went on to he was recording up until, you know, uh, I think on his own doing stuff in the 90s and in the 2000s. I think they got back together. There was like a little, there was a television reunion at one point. As I say, Jay went to it. Um, yeah. And I wish we had Jay on the show this time because he would have. Yeah, this would actually have been a good one because obviously he's a big Richard Hell guy. And a, yeah, you know, this is uh, one of television like, this Jay the most out of everyone I yeah. just because he was such a fan, you know, like he knows his stuff. Um but, but uh, he, uh, he uh, passed away, like I said before, the age is 73, and he died in uh, the place he made his uh, career, in New York City. Yeah. Uh, so, kind of uh, kind of fitting. It so. was. Makes me miss New York sometimes, man. You know? Yeah, I, I do. I do sometimes. I especially miss the old days with us, just, like, going record shopping and, like, just, just going into Bleaker Bob's. Remember how we'd be bored, like... It'd just be like in there like, this is so boring. This is our lives. It's but I think back at it now and I'm like, I would give so much just to be there again. I you know what I mean? And, when it wasn't working. You know, like, dude, yeah. this is over. Why are you still here? I'm like, eh. It's like a home. It was a hangout to us. But I don't know if my, my nose can take having strangers fart on us. And it's, we're together. <laughs> that was more, that was more virgin. That was more virgin that that happened. No, virgin and, um. I mean, uh, Kim, sorry. Kim's. God damn, Why? All those places I miss, man. I miss hanging out in Wowsville. I miss hanging out in Generation. Generation is still there. But, you miss, um, yeah. You miss Palm Freaks. Yeah, I miss that big time. I miss you know Toy Tokyo and you and how Saint Mark's Comics. Nice. Saint Mark's Comics closed and they reopened again, so nice. they're, they're back. Dude, you would house those fries. 
But all New York, it's not the same, Dura. It's not the same. It's not the same place we we used to. Yeah, no. It's all changed. I want to give some people some nice closing words. Um, So all for it. Listening to us today. Go outside. Take a walk. It's good. Good good to get the lung, the, the air in the lungs. You know, some exercise. Find a stranger and ask them to play hide and go seek. Yeah, that's it right. Happens. Get enough people together. I would suggest going into going into your nearest watering hole. The one that looks like there's probably a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, salty older gentlemen. Go in there. See if you can recruit as many people as you can from there, especially to play hide and go to seek. join you in the park. For, what you have to do is you have to meet in the bathroom. <laughs> that's where it'll start, and then from there you're all gonna go and you're gonna disperse throughout the park. But first, you all have to pee next to each other at the urinal. And then you all are going to disperse throughout the park. That's totally going to be a new thing on TikTok. I haven't seen it yet, but it's totally going to be like, today I'm going to walk around and try to find the street to play hide and go seek. It'll just be some like nice voice like, hey. Fuck off! Hey, sir. I've had a very rough day. Would you like to play play some hide and go seek? Get the fuck out of here! Is wrong. You look like some kind of weirdo. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a one-two in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter with you anyway? Some kind of weirdo. <laughs> Why do you go? Uh, hey, do you belong? Do you belong in a loony bin? Get one of those quacks to talk to you. <laughs> that guy does not exist anymore. But anyway, uh, yo, man, we have to leave it on a lighter. I think know. that's it. Yeah, you know, we don't know. we don't leave you with the uh, we don't want to leave you with uh, a, a too serious a note. Even though you know, obviously, uh, uh, legends leaving the face of the earth are, are it's never a never a happy time. But uh, we you know we knew we had to we had to mention it because yeah. uh, these were two people, uh, and obviously, uh, you know, all these Fort bands that they were parts of are you know still continue to be uh, big parts of our our lives as music fans. So. We don't want to have. But anyway, everybody, uh, that's the end of our show. We do uh, appreciate you sticking around uh, to listen to the tributes of uh, these two very important people, and uh, we hope you uh, heard a couple recommendations of some uh, music you might want to go out and grab. Hopefully, so, uh, and by next episode, you can't see me, but I will no longer have uh, simply red slash David, David from Roseanne hair. David hair, you know, uh, his hair is a little yeah. more straight now, but uh, yeah. I definitely have simply red hair, and it's it's got to go. So Adam's definitely holding back the ears right now, and, I, and it's starting to, starting to bother me. But uh, but anyway, everybody, uh, thanks for joining us here on the Kill Your Radio podcast. And guess what? When we come to you next time with episode five, we're going to bring music back into the picture. Uh, we just wanted to do something a little bit different today uh, to get out a little bit of a shorter episode. It'll be a little bit easier to uh, uh, edit and all that stuff. Plus. We had a lot to talk about today, so if we included music in today's show, it would have been a hell of a lot longer. It would um, be. So we do hope you uh, appreciated the fact that we didn't have any music in here today. But uh, anyway, uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, I am Fanboy Will. I am Zombie Box. And we'll be back very soon with another episode of the Kill Your Radio Podcast. Take care, everybody. Be good to each other and all that good stuff. See you soon. Bye. Hey, hey, everybody, it's your good buddy fanboy Will here, and I would like to ask of you, the listener, a small favor. If you like all the content you get here at the Kill Your Radio podcast, 
what better way to show us that you love us than by leaving a little listener review. You could do that by going to any of the podcast platforms we are available on and uh, leaving a comment, uh, just straight up leaving us a, uh, a star-rated review. Anything you can do to let us know how we're doing would be greatly appreciated. In order to do that, please visit us over at www.linktr.ee forward slash the kill your radio podcast. And from there, just select any of the podcast platforms we are available on and kindly give us a review. Also, if you visit us on our Anchor FM page, you also have the capability of leaving us a voicemail. That's right, return to the days of old and leave us a message. If we like what we hear, we will certainly play it on the air for everyone else to enjoy. As always, thanks for listening and have an amazing day, everyone. Bye for now.